Brian Mudd Show is on News Radio 610 WIOD. If a government agency in the state of Florida uh, forces uh, a vaccine as a condition to employment, that violates Florida law. Yeah, so today is the day that the $5,000 fines per occurrence for vaccine passports kicks in. Now, there are a couple exemptions to this. Private businesses mandating proof of vaccination for their employees and the cruise industry. The crew, You might remember the cruise industry. There have been a lot of debate about that once upon a time. Uh, they're among the, the exempted here. As for everybody else, well... Now we wait, we watch, and we see. And there there are questions, there have been questions. Like, for example, in Dade. And you've seen this increasingly take place, where a lot of the local governments that are imposing vaccine mandates have kind of, like, repositioned it. So in Dade, and, and this looks like it's happening in, in Broward to a certain extent now as well, you have uh, mandatory testing. They're calling it mandatory testing weekly for COVID-19. And you can opt out of it if you're vaccinated. So the question is, is that, even if it may not meet the spirit of the law, will it meet what's necessary to avoid fines, for example? Joining us, Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez, how are you? Good, there. How are you doing, Brian? Yeah, pretty well. Pretty well. I uh, still am excited that I live in a, a free state, uh, thanks to <laughs> thanks to the governor, among, among some others, like yourself. Now... About today's vaccine mandate deal, anybody uh, getting $5,000 a pop today? Well, as you know, the the fines are effective today. However, the Department of Health has to promulgate rules. So there's still a, a procedure by which they have to extend the rules and they have to be published and all of that sort of uh, legalese, if you will, in order for them to be uh, promulgated and in order for the fines to be levied. But that's something that we're very focused on. The department is working diligently to ensure that they've uh, got all the, the right components in place. And so people are on notice. They, they understand that Governor DeSantis means business. He is not going to back down on this because he's been very adamant um, that no one can violate the law, that we want to ensure that in addition to keeping Floridians safe and providing them options for treatment, and doing all the things that we've done throughout this pandemic, we also want to make sure that people's liberties are preserved. And that's really been at the core of all the controversy. And I think when we look back, um, hopefully soon, but, uh, you know, sometime from when the pandemic is, is now in our rearview mirror, we'll be able to say that this governor stood on the side of individuals' freedoms and liberties, and Florida in particular is going to be better off because of it. So the example of Miami-Dade, where they're saying – mandatory testing weekly that you can opt out of with a vaccination, with proof of vaccination. Does that suffice? So if they do, if they require proof of vaccination and don't provide a remedy for individuals who do not want to provide their personal health information, um, then they would be in violation. But a lot of local governments, a lot of entities are getting wise to the fact that, again, the governor is going to follow the law and he's going to make sure if you're violating it, you will have to pay the price. 
Um, but they are uh, finding ways to sort of go around it. Now, I know there's been a lot of talk, and I get calls all the time, about people that are worried about private businesses that are going to mandate vaccines without any opportunity to do something different like testing or whatnot. And so there's a lot of discussion. And I can tell you I've heard um, that, you know, many in the legislature are looking at that as a potential issue to contend with this coming session. As you know, they'll be starting next week with committee meetings. So I would say stay tuned as to what bills are going to be filed to address all of these things that you, you really never expected when the law was passed back in April. There are two examples in particular that really stick out above all others in our state. Uh, and the first is the example in Gainesville. And we, we saw that even, you know, with the governor there, the, uh, our attorney general, Ashley Moody, actually joining suits on behalf of 200 firefighters against the city in their vaccine mandate. And then also an example in Palm Beach County that goes back a few months now where you had the tax collector that issued a vaccination mandate or you lost your job and eight employees have been fired a couple months ago at this point on back of that. And she actually even referenced yesterday when she was on a call with Congresswoman Lois Frankel that there could be two more employees that she's getting ready to fire. What about Gainesville? What about this example with the Palm Beach County tax collector? That does seem to be on a whole other plane. That is indeed, and it's egregious. And, you know, you mentioned Lois Frankel and the Palm Beach County tax collector and you know, certainly no champions for liberties or freedoms, that's for sure. Uh, but what I'll tell you is that the governor went to Alachua County. As you saw, he made it very clear he's going to stand on behalf of the men and women who serve us. And that doesn't matter whether you work for a tax collector's office or whether you are a firefighter or a law enforcement officer. For individuals uh, at the highest echelons of government, for the president to say that people need to be vaccinated, when previously he said that that would never be an issue, they would never require vaccines. I mean, it just, it really is so concerning. It just flies in the face of how, of what we hold dear here in this country. And, you know, while the rest of the country, some states may want to acquiesce, to the, uh, the dictatorial regime of Biden. But I will tell you here in the free state of Florida, we are not going to stand for it. And so that's something that we're going to have to continue to contend with. When we see that individuals are being uh, basically run out of their jobs for nothing more than making a personal health decision. And, you know, we hear every day a different crazy story, like the, the judge that took the child away from the mom because she wasn't vaccinated, or the doctor who sent letters to all of her patients saying she would no longer see you if you weren't vaccinated. Where does it end, Brian? It really it concerns me gravely that we are going down this slippery slope and we're going to end up looking a lot more like a country just 90 miles south of our shores. Yeah, I mean, I don't take any of it for granted with the way local governments are acting. And that actually segues over to the most egregious behavior I've ever witnessed. And I was speaking with State Senator Manny Diaz Jr. about this yesterday. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, I, I take a look at what's happening with our school districts. And there are 12 ag- across the state. But, of course, the, the Tri-County, all participants here, you have Broward, Miami-Dade, Palm Beach County school districts that are literally ignoring the law and school mask mandates with parental opt-outs, which has not only been decided by the state legislature and by the governor, but also now by the legal system. I mean, this is out-and-out lawlessness. At what point is the state going to step in and take substantive action 
uh, beyond even just the the withholding of funding from Alachua and, and Broward equal to the offending school board members? Well, Brian, and you know, I think that you obviously highlighted a really important issue that we're contending with, not only from the standpoint of uh, holding back significant funding from these school districts for their lawlessness, for their uh, just for their blatant disregard for following the law. Um, but also, I think you're going to see, in addition, a lot of legal wranglings that are taking place right now. As you well know, I could probably spend the whole show talking about all the different court cases, all the different um, opinions, how, you know, one judge issued the state, the other one vacated it, they came back and they reinstituted it. I mean, it really is uh, pretty overwhelming in terms of the, the amount of legal uh, remedies that folks are looking to secure from this mandate. And, and really what I'll tell you is from our perspective, we feel strongly that the District Court of Appeals, they'll be real, they will be ruling in the next couple of weeks. We expect a decision fairly soon. Um, back last week, they reinstated the stay, which says that they cannot force that those mask mandates, although to your point, doesn't seem like these local school boards really care about laws or uh, or what the court says at this point. But nonetheless, we're really going to push forward and we're going to continue to stand, again, on the side of parents' rights, on the side of individuals making decisions, health decisions for their children, for themselves. And, you know, at the end of the day, the governor has never said, you know, he's never said, don't wear masks, do wear masks. What he's saying is that he wants to protect parents' rights to decide that particular issue. And so, so when you look at basically the average positivity rate in counties with mandates and those without, you know, the difference in rates, it really is, is not a significant difference. And what you're seeing is that as more and more time goes in through the school district, you know, a lot of schools started in early, mid-August, some of them started late August, we're seeing the case rates drop, we're seeing the positivity drop, we're seeing hospitalizations drop in, in great part due to the program that Governor DeSantis has uh, unveiled and has really been very vocal about the monoclonal antibodies. I know we talked about that last week as well, but I can't continue to urge individuals how important it is if they do get a positive diagnosis. This treatment truly saves lives. We've seen a 70% reduction in hospitalization, and that's a significant amount of individuals that will not have to go to the hospital, that quite frankly, um, their lives are in a much better place because of this program and because we've taken that approach, even though the federal government has tried to put it on the back burner, ignore it, and really try to control the amount of treatments that are being given to states like ours. Lieutenant Governor, we're just about up against the clock, but I want to want to hear you saying specific to the schools is that the state is waiting for the full first district court of appeal ruling, and at that point, we'll take a look perhaps at next steps. It's well within the governor's right to replace any school board members or superintendents who offend. Is the governor prepared to do that upon a final court ruling? Compton specifically about whether he would remove those um, school board members. And in some cases, there, there are quite a few. Like, for example, I think in Broward, only one school board member actually voted no and voted to comply with the law. So, you know, that is a that is a big endeavor to remove an entire, basically an entire school board. But I'll tell you, um, this governor is, is a stickler for following the law, and, and he is someone that's going to continue to look at ways to remedy the situation, of course, through the courts. Um, but at that point, I think we'll continue to see some individuals 
in those counties in particular, and we know which ones they are, Brian, that will try to find ways to thwart the law and to really thumb their nose at the governor. Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez. And yes, you're right. L'Oreal Hadef remains the lone voice of reason on the Broward uh, School Board. But uh, appreciate it. We'll check back with you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, and we'll uh, come back, talk about what's going on in Miami. The tech boom, we're talking with Mayor Suarez uh, just a bit ago. We're going to talk about you know next steps here for the city next on the Brian Mudd Show. He's Radio 610 WYOD.